Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, featuring Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith while building a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast brought to you by the Influence Alliance, which is the membership program for coaches and consultants who want to build a profitable and scalable business while also launch and grow a successful podcast so they can make a much bigger impact in the world with their message. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Joining me on today's show is Alison Chavez. Alison, she is a prosperity and success coach for ambitious God-centered women. She teaches women how to get in phenomenal results with ease, demand time and space, achieve their goals without the grind and without the hustle and uh, how to reshape their reality in feminine energy. Now, Alison believes that challenge is necessary on your journey to success or your success journey, but the struggle isn't. And her mission is to end the struggle and bring joy to the lives of millions of women around the globe. Now, we're going to talk about a lot of different things on today's show, including that God wants us to be rich. It's okay to be rich and our God is always our source. Uh, we're going to talk about how God is always waiting and ready to help us. We're going to dive into that and we're going to dive into that we not only have the ability to make our desires a reality, but guess what? Uh, Alison says that it's our sacred obligation to follow them and so much more. Welcome, Alison. Oh, Anne-Marie, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. So I think let's just dive straight into it. I'd love to find out um, what what led you on the journey to the past that finds you here today? Because I think so often, especially when we look back, there are situations in our lives and our careers that we can really see the hand of the Lord guiding us and leading us to where we are today. What was that journey for you, Alison? Oh, wow. Well, doing it all wrong, I think, <laughs> was what helped me get on this right path. Um, actually, not all wrong. I don't, I don't believe that there's really wrong ways to do, th- to do things, but there are efficient and inefficient ways to do things. And I was doing things very inefficiently as a, as a, as a woman of faith. I, I've had a relationship with God my entire life. And when I started my business, I was like, all right, God, you're my business partner. And then I forgot that he was actually my business partner. And I felt like I was all on my own to grow my business, to, you know, to, to even like lay the groundwork on it. And so I've, I've been in the online space for almost 10 years and I built my business to multiple six figures in just over two years, but I did it in immense hustle and grind and a lot of terror and anxiety that everything was going to fall apart. And, and, um, that's actually what happened. Our things began to fall apart. We were making about $25,000 a month and I had never made that kind of money before. And I would wake up in the middle of the night with my guts twisted in anxiety and fear that we would lose the money. And what if we had to, what if we, what if we lost everything? What if we had to file bankruptcy? What have I done? All of these things. I didn't have the mental strength to continue to grow my business. I kept telling myself I didn't make a difference, that I wasn't any good, that what was I doing? I was going to leave my family off the financial cliff and, and, and all the things. And so that's actually what happened, which actually Emory ended up being one of the greatest blessings of my life. Because when the dust all settled, I realized it's not God's fault that my business tanked. 
um, I realized how powerful I was and I was finally ready to be taught and finally really, really ready to listen because I was had so much chatter going on in my mind and so much fear in my mind that God couldn't get through. He couldn't get in. And so I had kind of tied his hands behind his back, so to speak, uh, uh, because as we know, the spirit whispers, the spirit doesn't shout at us as a matter of course, it nudges and it prompts. And I had so much worry going on that the spirit couldn't really get in and guide the way that the spirit wanted to guide. And once everything went away, I really feel like God was like, oh yes, she's finally ready to suit up and get on the field. And she's ready to be this powerful tool because I stopped blaming myself. I started, I claimed what I had created and I was like, I didn't actually mean to create this financial mess. <laughs> so if I created this, I think I can create my way out of it. And let's really, let's really dive into scriptures. Let's really see how God wants to guide me and let's see if we can do this. And boy, he did. And he has, and it has just been wonderful. It's why I talk about getting out of hustle and grind. Cause I think as businesswomen, we know how to build successful businesses and in, in hustle and in grind and in overwhelm and in a lot of fear, but we don't have to do that. That's not necessary. And it's so much more fun along the way when we'll drop the hustle and the grind and really just link arms with God and let him guide us. Yeah, so, so true. And I love the way that uh, you've said, you know, whilst you were going through that, that experience of the challenges, we, we certainly don't want that for other people to have to go through that. But coming at the other end, the 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 lessons that have learned, the insights, and the, obviously uh, the, the, the closer relationship that you've been able to build with the Lord has mm -hmm. certainly now gone full circle. And, and sometimes there are situations like that, that the Lord will lead us through, mm -hmm. because he knows that when we lean into him, seek him first, first, then um, yeah. what's coming on, on the other side. And, and often it's a prep, preparatory uh, pathway, do you find? Because there's lessons now that you can teach and share with others who may be struggling through the, the same thing. Now, I'm sure that you have heard and you've probably had many a debate with people, this whole word, the word around prosperity and or thinking uh, around rich and, and money and all of that. Mm -hmm. It's such a heated topic, isn't it? It Whereas, is. Share some of the things that you've learned along the way because it really does uh, put an emphasis and it's good that we're doing this on our relationship with, with money because when we're talking about business, you know, our businesses are there to generate a profit and to generate money. What we do with that, of course, is going to be different and we, we would hope that we would contribute to others and things like that. But mm -hmm. share a little bit about what you learned along that that way. Let, let's de-emphasize that, that word and uh, around prosperity and richness. Oh, well, this is what I learned. God wants wealth in the hands of good people. And he needs wealth in the hands of good people because absolutely everything can be used as a weapon or as a tool. And we have seen money weaponized for centuries. Money has been weaponized against each other. And so God, God wants the money in the hands of good people because he knows we'll use it for good. We'll use it as a tool to bless our brothers and sisters here and ourselves. And as I really dove into scripture and I was looking at, I mean, there are prosperity laws all over the Bible. There are all over scripture. And it dawned on me as I'm reading, as I'm reading the old Testament, I'm like, how does God bless his people all through the scripture? When they're obedient to spiritual laws and to the commandments, he blesses them with riches, 
tangible riches. You look at Abraham, he had land, he had flocks, he had herds, he had clothes, he had, he had gold and silver and all of these um, riches. And it wasn't just like the feel goods and I'm going to do good to my neighbor and oh, life is wonderful. I'm going to share, although that's part of it. But he had tang tangible riches. And the only problem when we see, when we see civilizations destroyed in the Bible, the only problem that came was when they forgot who the riches came from. And people started thinking, oh, it's my own business acumen, or it's my own cunning, or it's my own wit and my own intelligence. And they forgot the source of their blessings. That's the only, that's the only problem, which I mean, turns into a really, it turns into a really big problem when we forget about God and we're just going after money for the sake of money. And we forget about our fellow man here. But, but the, but the only reason people lost their wealth and lost their riches was through disobedience and forgetting who their source was. And I find that that's what kinks our prosperity hose today as well. We don't worship golden calves so much these days, but money is still our God. And I, I've triggered a lot of people by saying that, but hear me out. If you live and die by your bank account, you've made money your God. If you are, if you're always after that next client and you feel like you're chasing and what happens if the client doesn't renew or what happens if you don't get the client or if if your boss is your is your source or government assistance is your source or an inheritance or retirement or whatever is your source then then you have forgotten who your true source is which mm -hmm. is god which is the Lord. And when you are connected with God and when you're connected with the Lord, you're connected to limitless supply because we believe that God is the, the richest, most abundant, most prosperous being in the universe. And he also loves us and he wants us to have what he has. He says the kingdom of God is yours, mm. but we have to, but we have to understand who our true source is and that all of the other things are our clients or our business partners or whoever, they're simply channels. Money is a channel, not a source. And if a channel dries up, but we're connected to God or connected to the Lord, which is connected, to, which is limitless supply. If a channel dries up, it's not a big deal because that just means God has a better way for us. That's going to bring us more pleasure and more joy and more fun and delight and more money because there's new things he wants us to learn and new ways that he wants us. He wants us to reach out and connect with other people on the planet and to offer offer help to them. Yeah. One of the things that, um, you know, that often will, will come up as well, and I think it's such a great reminder for us, particularly as, you know, Christian on, entrepreneurs, um, it is we also need to look at, and I think I can hear this coming through, in, in, in also what you said that you did too is, is when you took time through the challenges, spending more time with him. Yes. I think also too understanding that the Lord is our, our source. And then often as well, because it says, seek first the kingdom of God and all will be added unto you. If we seek what he supplies more than the source, more than him, then that we need to keep that into check too, don't we? Yes. And um, what what is what are some of the things that you do? Because for me, that is, has been a real journey um, as well. Things such as you know, well, what is the will of God, and and what is working too much and taking on board, uh, you know, th things that I, I'm doing of my own steam rather than waiting for the Lord. Because you know, sometimes patience, there's a lot of waiting there as we're we're developing that muscle. So, what are some of the things that you learned along the way that enabled you to? 
and to, to really ensure that you did keep, you you know, God was first and foremost. He was the source, yes, but you, that you looked to him for first and foremost uh, and allowed him then to continue with the blessings, you know, and there's so many different blessings. When we're talking about richness, we're talking about health, aren't we? We're talking about blessings yes. of family. We're talking money is just one of the things. Mm-hmm. Um, peace, you know, all of those things are just so important, much you know, when you think about what the world has gone through over the last two years or so. So mm-hmm. what were some of the insights that you learned when you spent time with him, seeking him? First and foremost, I learned that we get really nervous about the will of the Lord, thinking that if I want it, then it probably means the will of the Lord is against it. <laughs> That's a lot of, of Christian entrepreneurs I've talked to have been really caught up on this idea of what if it's not my will and what if it's God's will um, and the God's will is not my will. And how do I tell the difference? And so what, what I have learned from my own introspection, my own prayer, my own pondering is that Our desires that we have in our heart are put there by the Lord. They're put there by God. And that's why I believe it's our sacred obligation to follow those desires. Because desire, if we break the word, if we break up the word desire, it's desire. It's of the Father. Mm -hmm. So our, our desires are of the Father. And so not only do we have the ability to be able to make our desires our reality, but we have an obligation to do so because there's a, there are children, there are people that God wants us to touch that only we can touch them in certain ways, just because of our own experiences and our own personality and our own spirit that we have. And so I would put my will through the test. I'd put it through a spiritual litmus test. First and foremost, does it lead me to do good? The scriptures tell us that God is good and anything that leads us to good is of the Lord. And so does it lead, does it lead me to do good? Does it have the potential for a double blessing? Meaning is, does it have a potential to bless somebody else's life, but also bless my own life? Number three, does it require me to, to rely on an intelligence far greater than mine? Do I have to rely on the Lord for this? Because it feels so much bigger than I am. And does it bring me joy? Does the thought of this result or the end product of this fill my heart with joy and does it expand my mind? So those are the five, the five questions I ask myself to know, is this the will of the Lord? And then I move forward. I move forward in confidence and in certainty that as, as I'm aligning the best I know how to the Lord's will, he won't let me get too far down the wrong path without letting me know. He won't, uh, it won't be three years or five years or even three months. If I'm going down the wrong path, he'll make it very clear to me. I'll feel unsettled. I'll feel like something's off. I'll feel like I won't feel, I won't feel fear because God is not a God of fear. The scriptures are very clear in that God's not a God of fear or of confusion, but it will feel like I'm off. It will feel like I'm like nothing is opening for me, which allows, which, which allowed me that confidence and that certainty to move forward, knowing that, that, that the Lord is walking right with me. And as long as I am willing to listen, but also willing to move my feet, I think we forget that a lot. We're willing to listen, but then we second guess what we're hearing or what we're sensing. And so we forget to move our feet. But as long as I'm willing to move and let him steer, then he will steer me in the right direction. So for that, that was, that was the first thing with, with God's will and understanding um, what the will of the Lord was. Also, 
I just looked at the way God already supplied in my life. How God's daily supply and how does God already, how am I already wealthy? And, and to your point, prosperity is not just money. That's just one cornerstone. Our, our, our finances, our relationships, our, our level of connection with the Lord and our help to me are the four cornerstones of prosperity. And so what ways financially and otherwise was I already rich that I could then tie back to the Lord? So I would look at the money in my bank account and instead of feeling sick to my stomach, I would think, thank you so much. We have plenty of money for our needs today. And if we didn't, we still could pay part of our bills and I could be grateful for that. This means God wants me to be rich. This means I'm already rich. This means God is in every part of my life. And then I would start, I would play these little games with myself to get me out of worry and get me out of anxiety and really connected with supply and with God. And I would look at all the things that were already working for me, that were already supporting me and that I already felt rich. So I love a clear blue sky. So I would look at the clear blue sky. Oh, look at this. God has given me a clear blue sky today. This means I'm rich and God wants me to be rich. I'm already rich. I love water and I always have water like an arm's length away. And there's so many people that don't have that blessing. And so I could say, this means I'm rich. If I had my, I had shoes and socks on and my feet were warm. I just, I mean, I went to the most mundane things, Q-tips. I love cleaning out my ears with Q-tips. So I'd say, oh, this feels so rich. God, this means God wants me to be rich. And, and all of the silly mundane things that we don't even think about as, as a general rule, I just started really being aware of and then expressing gratitude and appreciation. And this means I'm already rich and God wants me to be even richer for what I can do for myself and for others to help yeah. them. I think as I hear you share that, it's so important, isn't it? And they're having that, we've heard it, it, it even in the secular, having an attitude of gratitude. But in the Bible, it reminds us it's so important. The getting up and, and seeing nature, isn't it? A, a stream, a river, blue skies, cloud in the skies, the rain, all of those things, um, a beautiful a, a spring flower, you know, all of those things that can be a real celebration, can't it? And um, mm -hmm. We need to really do a check-in is are we, uh, you know, are we celebrating even in some of the areas of the small things? Because when we really can start to do that, then often bigger things, you know, we can become stewards for the, for the bigger things as well. When did you mm -hmm. start noticing then? that uh, just doing these things was not just a habit but became part of a lifestyle for you because that's important too, isn't it, to, to have that um, gratitude and, and continual thankfulness, I, I think, is, is just mm -hmm. needs to be part of our day-to-day -day life. So did you start to find that as you started to do that, it just became part of who you were? Yes, absolutely. And for no other reason, because here's the thing, everything can be used as a tool or a weapon, even gratitude. And so for, for many years, I used gratitude as um, guilt, as a way to guilt myself or as a way to manipulate circumstances. So this is how it would sound. Thank you so much, Lord, for all of these clients. Now, please send some more. 
<laughs> so I really wasn't expressing sincere gratitude. It was actually yeah. desperation. It was actually not enoughness. It was actually what if more actually doesn't come and I've reached my quota. It, it, it was it was it was my whole attitude. I mean, I would make lists of gratitude sobbing about what a train wreck my life was. <laughs> and so I was using gratitude to hurt myself rather than as a tool for creation and a tool for connection. And so when I stopped trying to manipulate my circumstances with gratitude and really got into staying present in the moment and what can I find right now that I can express appreciation for, the first thing I got was peace. And that really ended up being like what I was after because there was so much turmoil going on inside me at the time that all I wanted was to sleep well throughout the night and to wake up in peace rather than wake up in pieces. And so that calmed me down. It kept me present in the moment and then really connected to God. And it just ended up being like just that the peace alone was worth it was worth me continuing to express gratitude and appreciation. And really, Anne-Marie, I got to the point sincerely where I remember thinking one day, you know what? It doesn't matter if nothing ever changes. It doesn't matter if we don't make another dime or if we lose our home and we have to sleep on friends and family's couches for a while. It doesn't matter because God is everywhere and he's especially in me and I am okay. And instead of that being lip service, I felt that in my, my cells. And, and I really sincerely felt like everything was okay. God is with me. He is in the details. The devil's not in the details. God is in the details and he continues to walk with me. And it was about a month later, boom, 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 boom. Everything changed around me financially and in my relationships and like everywhere it changed. Yeah. I love the way that you've just reminded us. It's the importance of, of really checking in and, 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 and being um, transparent that way and vulnerable way, that way and sharing, because there is a season, I think, or a stage where we are going through that and the Lord is working through and, and is there mm -hmm. constantly in that, but there is a shift, isn't there? And I think that that peace comes when you continuously, well, if I look back at, at, at my life, that peace comes because it's that ongoing seeking, that ongoing seeking, and you just know and you know, which you know is the Holy Spirit, that all will be okay. And sometimes the Lord just steps back and waits for that, does, doesn't he? He just waits for that moment and he says, now I yes. can trust with more because you trust me more and your desire is to to walk closely with me and what what did you start noticing then the things that you were doing because we, we were talking earlier when we started around the grass the the, the grussel the the hustle yeah. and that the grind that was no longer um did you did you find because this is often what happens when there's supernatural things start happening you know the lord multiplies things in ways that mm -hmm. we have done on our own, but what were some of the things you started noticing, both in yourself, but also what was happening in your business? Well, in myself, I, I felt an inner peace and a settling that I hadn't felt in years. And I felt certainty. I felt certainty that everything always worked out for me. And I didn't know when, and I didn't know how, and I stopped caring about when and how I just knew that it did. And I knew that it does. So having that certainty that everything, I think that is, if I had one superpower that I could give entrepreneurs, it would be the superpower of certainty. 
that everything always works out for you, which means I allowed myself to make mistakes and I stopped micromanaging the journey. So first and foremost, that's what I noticed in me. And that's, and when you do it right, you're going to notice inner shifts before you notice anything in your outer circumstances changing, because that's how it actually works. That, that we, we got to experience our inner shifts first. So, and I had more faith in myself. I had more faith in the process. I had much more patience. I had much more faith in the Lord. And, and I got really obsessed with my inner world and not my outer world. And, and, and the inner world world was just, how am I feeling right now? And what do I feel connected to right now? And who do I feel connected to right now? And it just became this really, really fun game. I think, especially as entrepreneurs, we play the game to not lose instead of playing the game to win. At least that's what I did for years and years. I was playing the game to not lose rather than playing the game to win. And when we play the game to not lose, we have a really hard time taking risks. We're very, very hard on ourselves for any sort of mistakes. We get perfectionist tendencies really, really quickly, and we get really, really rigid. And the Lord needs us to be fluid. He needs us to be flexible because he's got some really, really cool things that he wants to show us about ourselves and about business and about others that are for really, really rigid. He can't get in and, and work with us and mold us. So that was the first and most exciting thing. And the second thing that I noticed was that um, my money shifted first. That that and that shifted really quickly. I mean, we went from we ended up filing bankruptcy, and the day that we like officially filed, we made ten thousand dollars. Like it was really fascinating the way that it happened. And then the next month we were at 14,000 and then we doubled it and then we doubled it. Um, and so the money was coming, the money was coming really quickly, but the Lord was using me to bless others. So it wasn't, I was just like taking a breath and, and, you know, giving thanks and praise. And the Lord wasn't asking me to skill up. I still needed to skill up. I had lost all my confidence in my ability to sell. I had lost confidence in, in the, how, the power of my own program to make a difference for good in others' lives. And he needed me to get that confidence back. And so he said, you need to, you need to create like a three-month program that's a really easy price point so that you can, so, so that you can get your confidence back and, and you can have these conversations with people. And so there were some uncomfortable things that he asked me to do. <laughs> but that, and there that was, are, isn't there? There often is. Uh, the, yes. As, you know, as you're sharing that, I think one of the greatest lessons for all of us to realise, and it kind of ties back to what you were talking around, the desires in your heart, and the Lord does plant them there. And often we need to be very mindful of those, don't we? Because our greatest blessing that we can bless others and the greatest calling that we have on, on our lives can also be the greatest area where we find a challenge. Because oh, the enemy yes. does not want us there. Um, in, in our calling, being a blessing to others through our business, through the person relationships and the connections that we are creating and so when you went then full circle you you as we, you were talking earlier around the the desires of your heart it comes back full circle and that, then do you find the Lord says well, now I can bless you in those areas because you were you were faithful and you 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 didn't give up and so what are you noticing now we bring that all full circle I'm, I'm noticing that when I get to a new level, there's the same devil. 
<laughs> at least for me you know when they say new level new devil not for me it's the same it's devil the same one. <laughs> we recognize this one and we go not today <laughs> yes exactly i'm like oh we're back here again okay okay and and now instead of like endure to the end it's faith to the finish line so there's so and 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 i do and like full transparency here i do have a tendency to hustle i do still have a tendency to grind it's what i was taught it's what we're all taught in business that we just like nose to the grindstone and you push and push and push but when i'm a worn out rag <laughs> i'm not good to anybody not myself not to my clients certainly not to my family not to the lord and so and so it's it's really just that next higher level of awareness and faith to the finish line rather than endure to the end. But also the Lord keeps asking me, how good are you willing to let life get? How much are you willing to let me bless you? And sometimes, Amory, that to me is scarier than just like pushing through to the end or enduring to the end to really open up and see all of the ways that the Lord wants to bless you can feel kind of intimidating because we've been taught through centuries to just like be happy with what you have and don't be selfish and don't be greedy and you know all of those programs that that have been handed down through the ages when 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 God I mean holy cow go look at a tree see if you can count the leaves on a tree he wants to teach us through nature about abundance and prosperity and 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 success without struggle i've never heard a flower go trying to grow <laughs> out of the ground it yeah. just it just it continues to grow and it, and it grows towards the sun and towards the light and there's so many spiritual and scriptural um symbolism to that that we can learn in nature about what how god wants to bless us yeah. and and all about prosperity and abundance and wealth and richness that we can be taught through That's nature right. That guy. I love that. Never thought of it that way. A chrysanthemum who's got many petals doesn't say, Lord, no more petals for me because you've only given the daisy, you know, 16 petals, 16 at a time. I mean, nature doesn't do that, does it? No, no, not at all. And, you know, and the apple tree is not like, why am I not a pear tree? The apple That's tree right. is like, oh, how many apples can I produce? And like, oh, it's just, it's so fun to see God's hand everywhere. But, but always, you know, He, he he's uh, other than with one, with the exception of one person on the planet, he's had to work with fallible, flawed humans <laughs> through all of existence. But but you know what? To, to him, that's good enough, and and we can you know we can be powerful instruments for good in his hands when we yeah. just when we say yes, I'm willing. And that was another thing that he just wanted me to be willing. Uh, and lean in. You know, that's a really popular phrase here in America. I don't know if it is in Australia so much, but it's like lean in, just lean into the challenge or lean into the growth, lean into the unknown. And to me, that's saying, yes, I'm willing. I'm willing to learn. I'm, I'm willing to be taught. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You trust, even though you may not have the answers, you know, live by faith, mm -hmm. not by sight. And I love that you've mentioned too, and, and I've heard this saying before is so often we're praying, we're praying and asking the Lord for things that he's already given us. We've yeah. just got to take action, isn't it? Yes. Um, and oftentimes, um, you know, the, the closer relationship we have with the Lord, we know his will. We know his will. His will is in the words of his, you know, his His book. And um, we know, and, and as you beautifully said, there may be some times where we take a wrong turn. Uh, there's forgiveness in that. We just need to ask him, Lord, stuffed up again. Forgive me for that. Let's get back uh, on. And, and through that, um, he will continue to strengthen us. I've loved 
love today's conversation, Alison. How can people find out more? We've had so many wonderful um, uh, comments as well. We've had Brenda who has been here, um, who has been made lots of comments over on LinkedIn. Thank you so much, Brenda. Brian Shulman, how, how are you, Brian? Um, great to see you here as well. Um, certainly we'll go over and connect out with Alison over on LinkedIn as, as well. But um, if people would like to find out more about you, the work that you do, Alison, what's the best way for them to do that? Best way for them to do that is to head on over to my podcast. It's called The Prosperity Approach. And you can go to theprosperityapproach.com forward slash listen or go over to any of your of the platforms where you listen to your podcast and just type that in and you can get to know me a little bit more and my philosophy about prosperity. Um, would love to connect with everybody on Facebook as well. We have a Facebook group called Success Without Struggle. So you can you can get in there and be part of our Facebook community as well. We would love to, we would love to have you there. Fantastic. Alison, one of the things that I do love to do at the end of each show is just to finish with a word of prayer. May I do that for you today? Thank you. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity that we had to speak with Alison today and to learn about prosperity and, and richness and really to see it through the lens in which uh, you uh, just so beautifully share in, in your word and, of course, uh, in, in the insights that uh, Alison was able to share with us today. Father, there are many of us and, and people who may be listening who love you, Lord, and who have been real given a, a heart for a business and uh, Lord, hearing what uh, Alison had to share today, that um, spending time with you, seeking king the kingdom first, all of that is so important. And alongside that, you're able to bless us in ways that uh, we just was not able to, to uh, even dream about. So Father, we just want to ask for your continued blessing in the work and in the message that Alison shares. May it go and uh, make an impact around the world for you, Lord. And uh, we just, again, and thank you for the time that we were able to uh, share today. And we ask this all in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Alison. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. We've still got comments here. I'll, I'll end with this one. Alison, I can feel your joy, Brenda says. It is so beautiful. So it's wonderful. Isn't this technology wonderful that we're able to connect from opposite sides of the world and have people uh, participating in the conversation as well? This means we're rich. We live <laughs> in the world of miracles <laughs> that we have made around the world. Absolutely. Yes. Well, thank you once again. Uh, please check out Alison over on LinkedIn and her podcast as well. And uh, again, thanks once again for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. This podcast is brought to you by theinfluencealliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry? while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.